Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to The Gabby Ree Show, where everything is an experiment. I've worked hard at realizing that I didn't need everyone to be everyone's you know, favorite or... There was something that I needed to feel like if I didn't kind of feed someone's ego and make them feel special, that that I wouldn't be special to them. I don't know. It's like fear or connection. I'd find myself, do I really want to connect with this person or I just want to make sure they like me? And I had to learn, you got to stop doing it. It's just no time to do that. And it's okay. You, you can like yourself and the people that are important to you, as long as you are accountable to them then that, that was a lesson, though. I had to learn that. There were so many times, I know it seems that I was too afraid to go for something. Just like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be great at it. I don't love rejection. I don't want to. I just didn't take chances. I was too afraid. And I'm talking about in my career in the last 30 years. But now, it doesn't matter. Take the chance. If you think you could bring something to it. And even though you have to convince other people that you can, try to convince them. And if you don't do it, you don't do it, but at least try. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. My guest today is Courtney Cox. You know Courtney as an actress. She's also a director, a mom, a businesswoman. She can redo a house like nobody's business. In fact, you know, at some point earlier in her acting career, she made more money from doing that than uh, from acting itself. She has a lot going for her. Courtney is one of the funniest people I know. And these interviews are hard for me. I've known Courtney for probably more than 18 years, and I feel protective of my friends. I'm not being funny. But when someone has a public job, and especially someone like Courtney, who is really just sensitive and, and kind. It's like, as my friend, I don't really want to interview her because there's things I know and it's like, how much does she want to talk about and things like that. But then you want to get in there too. And so I, I always appreciate like talking to scientists and doctors, you can just go wherever. But I, I finally decided to ask Courtney if she'd be willing to be on the show because I just think she has a lot to share. And sometimes seeing somebody who is so successful, who also is really open about what's hard or their flaws, just reminds us that we're really all in the same boat. And I know it always, it can appear from the outside, like, oh, they know something or they've got something figured out. And I think that the strength comes from, I don't have it figured out, but I'm gonna keep asking the questions. I'm gonna keep working hard and I'm gonna keep trying. And I really admire Courtney and I hope you enjoy not only the conversation, but I hope you see the other things about Courtney that are truly more special than, okay, she's this, you know, famous woman from Friends. And I'd be remiss not to mention she has a great new business called Home Court for her home. It makes perfect sense because she is into, like I said, architecture and interior design. And she has a beautiful home line called Home Court. So if you want to look at that, you can go to homecourt.co and uh, enjoy Courtney Cox. 
sounds stronger for me than this is my scent, my personal scent. This what is I wear. what is it called? It's CC. Oh well, that's original. Are you serious? Right? No, no, it's what I wear now. I oh, smell I'm like keep a this counter spray. One. Yeah, <laughs> it used to be where I had my own personal that. thing. That's neroli. It's like a orange blossom flower yeah. that with um, people like guys really like that. Yeah, that one's nice. This one's more smoky, though. You think they would like your CC? That is the number one seller. Yeah, because it's you, baby. All right, let's, Courtney. Let's start there. Okay. Let's start with home court because I feel like home court. By the way, the sprays are unreal. They're great, right? Yeah. Talk to me about why you decided to do another business besides everything else you're doing. Well, home court is the perfect business for me because you know that I'm extremely neat, extremely, I, I'm not, I'm, it's not like I'm, a, I'm going around the house cleaning all the time, but I love organization. I love aesthetics and decor. And so during COVID, you know, all we wanted to do, do was smell Clorox. But yeah. then after a certain point, you're like, okay, do we I need still need to smell. wash down the Amazon boxes? Not really. So did, you didn't do that, did you? I might have for like Did a you? second. Okay, okay. Not not near as much as other people, <laughs> mm-hmm. but someone was staying in my house, a really good friend of mine. We oh. were just going to, yeah, and he went to the hospital. Yeah. He was on dialysis, the whole thing. Um, he was intubated for 12 days. So That kicked it off. That was early too. That was the end of March. Yeah. Right away. Yeah. They were just going to come in and stay for two weeks. And within the first week he got COVID. Yeah. So anyway, I decided we spent so much time at home. Why not make something that looks good. You can leave on the counter. I designed the bottles, designed the, you know, you name it. Every single part of it was my passions. And then, you know, the scents and the whole thing. And now there are cleaning products that you can leave out. There's a dish soap and hand soap and hand wash. I mean, same thing. A hand wash and a hand cream, uh, counter spray. We're coming out with a um, room deodorizer, like a room spray, but it actually kills not germs, but scents it like it Stinky. It deodorizes, yeah. But, uh, you know, the thing is, is that, it, you know, I've known you for over 17 years, I think. More. Is it? Yeah. Is it really that long? Yeah, because you gave me my um, my in vitro shot. Oh, I didn't know yeah. you were going to bring that up. Oh, well. Okay, so then now that you did, I'll just say the story. So I knew you for about a 24-hour period. We went on this celebratory trip for mm-hmm. another friend of ours who um, had gone through uh, breast cancer successfully. Is and that, is it bad to say people's names? It's not private. No, it was okay. Cheryl, Cheryl Crow. Yeah, that's and how so I knew met. Cheryl from like, I was like on her, her low side friends. And then she had these high end friends like you and Jen and some <laughs> right. others. Right. And so she's like, you know, with that, that St. Louis, you know, Missouri, you know, she's like, we're going on a trip and I don't go on girls trips. I don't like girls trips either. Really? Yeah. So I was like, well, well that's not true. I do like them. You do? Yeah, yeah, I don't. And so... I don't like baby showers or, you know, I don't like those oh, kind of That's luncheons. why we're friends. Yeah. Ooh. Makes me stressed out. I don't want to watch all that baby shit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no. You guys on this? Okay. Oh, yeah. No, it's okay. So so I go on this trip and um, uh, your Coco is very little. My oldest, my middle is very, is very, very little. And I, I didn't know you. And I was trying to also be respectful. It's like, you guys had just pretty close to that period of time, I think almost just kind of in the last year wrapped, right? Friends. Yeah. No, no, it was before. It was before, mm-hmm. but we it was just the, more like the... giving people that people are on top of all the time room, you mm-hmm. know? And so anyway, you were like, Hey, so, um, I'm looking around the room at who can give me the shot in my belly and you're going to do it. And I thought, Oh, 
<laughs> you look like the perfect person to yeah. do it and not flinch. Yeah. I wasn't nervous, but I, I was like, oh, this is a serious thing. So that was how we met. And that was also when I'd watch Coco swim. I don't know if you remember, Coco could swim very early oh, yeah, yeah, she and she looked like it was controlled drowning. And then occasionally she just stick her head up and take a breath and look at you, me because I was standing over her like, is she okay? And you're like, yeah, she's weirdly okay. And she would make her way across the pool. Yeah. It was amazing. So that was a, I think that that way that we met also connected us in a mm-hmm. unique way. But the other thing I, I've, I've just really appreciated that you lead always with kindness. I know you're tough mm. and and can be in the right environment demanding. Like you just said, you, you like things neat. I think it goes beyond that. I think you like order. You have very specific opinions, yeah. especially about homes. Mm-hmm. So when you went to school, were you going to go study architecture? Yeah, that's exactly right. I, I wanted, I went to college for only one year. That's why it's really hard. To I'm sorry it didn't go, work go out. Into. Yeah, I know. Bummer. <laughs> but um, I did. I wanted to be an architect or yeah, that's what I really wanted to do. My sister is an interior designer. And back in the day, well, maybe they still do this, but I think they have designers, I mean, architects that they work with, but my sister would put the electricity in certain places. And that's the way that's what interior design was. At least that's what it was in college. So I wanted to do that. And then I went to New York for the summer and I got, I did some modeling. Yeah. What, what was that something always in your mind? Like someone had approached you or you just, and it just sort of happened. Well, I had a step cousin who went into Ford modeling agency mm-hmm. and offered oh. them some police tickets because he was the manager of the police to Shea stadium. And they were like, okay, well, I guess we'll send her out for some jobs. And I got a job maybe in my second go see or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a makeover for, I think, Young Miss Magazine, which is no longer around. Right. Yeah. And I work for a lot of magazines that don't exist anymore. Oh, well, they, any? I really? Mean, Every self, day Mademoiselle, they're, mm. they're all gone. But so from there you thought, oh, I'm, I'm going to get into entertainment? How does um, that, how does one go from, and plus you're from the South, you're from Alabama. How does one go from, I would imagine following kind of the rules, right? Living sort of following the rules. Oh, yeah. To like, oh, you know what? I'm going to get into modeling and entertainment. Well, I just knew that I didn't want to stay in Alabama. I wanted to do something. So when I went to New York, I kind of fell into the modeling thing. And then I got cast for the Bruce Springsteen video. And mm-hmm. I was actually um, taking speech lessons to lose my Southern accent so I could go on auditions. And I, uh, yeah, act, acting lessons. I was trying to be an actor. I just didn't know how to do it really. And being from Alabama, it's not something that you think that's a possibility because you just... That they're not, you know, there's no opportunities down there, really. There's some theater, but. Right. You don't know somebody. That's the thing is sometimes it's just even knowing one person who's done it. Yeah. That gives you the idea that it's possible. Yeah. So when you started modeling, you thought, oh, actually, no, I want to act. That was pretty quick. Well, the modeling, I knew that I wasn't going to be a model. It wasn't even right for my personality. Mm. Um, but. It's like an understatement, actually. Well, it is. I just can't <laughs> do it. I have to move and I don't, I don't know. But also I'm only 5'5". Five, five. So it isn't really, you know, I'm not going to be on the runway. (laughs) I did go to my first fashion show the other day, my first one. And boy, did I not fit in. And yet I really liked it. You did? I mean, those girls, they are not happy on that walk. No, they tell you. It's like, you know, know. if you want to sell something, you have to look like I'm doing you a favor by being here. You ever go to restaurants like that with like, can I get you anything? It's like, um, 
thanks for showing up. Yeah, maybe, you know, like the <laughs> better the so restaurant. And then I'm like, <laughs> yeah, um, if it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Brian De Palma cast you. So that's, yeah. I mean, that's a big deal. Not, I mean, in the video, but still yeah. that's like also somebody who's done a lot of work. Oh, that was so thrilling. But I walked into his office and I, first of all, you go into a place that everyone was stretching and I was like, what is going on? There's all these like beautiful dancers and they were limber. And I'm like, I'm from Alabama. I don't know what you guys are doing. But I went into his office and he said, okay. Um, I put the, he put the music on. He said, dance. And I, That's how they did it? Yeah. So I gave that stupid little -da 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 dance <laughs> and that was it. I got the video job and... I didn't be. I didn't want to be the one to go on stage. There was three girls cast, mm -hmm. and as a matter of fact, there was this long thing. It was not just me going on stage for the last twenty four seconds. There was actual like we went in and we bought t shirts, went to the bathroom, we put makeup on, and it was all this stuff. And then we we're supposed to go to the concert, and he picks one of us out of the audience. Well, all of that was cut out except for the end part. So I'm watching it with my mom. She's in Alabama, and I'm in New York. MTV right at the beginning. And I'm like, mom, I'm in this video. I promise. I don't, why? I don't see the beginning part when we bought the tickets. But anyway, just stick with it. And it got to the very end. And finally I was in the video and I was so, I was kind of embarrassed, but then it became as, I was the number one hit for him. So people saw who's, me in it. And then I, yeah. yeah, I got to talk about what Bruce Springsteen was really like. <laughs> <laughs> I've always had that in my career. What's Michael J. Fox like? Oh yeah. What's Jennifer Aniston like? Yeah. <laughs> When you're a teenager sitting in Alabama, I'm always curious about people who sort of accomplish or take unusual paths. Did you have anything inside of you that was already a, like a calling? Like, I'm going to do something different. You know, I know a lot of people, they go, I just knew I was going to do something or I always wanted to follow this path. Was that ever something inside of you where you thought, I know this is my life and my family's here, but I'm, I feel like I'm going to be somewhere else and do something really different. Or is that was that just later happenstance? Yeah, I don't think I had a plan at all. Just to be happy and to be surrounded by friends and, you know, do what I love. And I, I love that I've actually been, had the opportunity to learn on the job. It wasn't, I don't, you know, it wasn't that studied I just kind of fell into it. And, you know, as a matter of fact, I feel like, I mean, Friends was the most incredible job in the world, but I have like, right now I feel like I'm the, I'm a better actor than I ever have been mm -hmm. just because I'm older and so much more life experience and things to draw from. And now, you know, I can, everything makes me emotional. Although I will say, um, when I, you know, we've been friends for years and years and I know we don't see each other very often, but whenever I see you, and I'm not going to do it now because it'd be too embarrassing, but there's something about you that just brings out the most, you just want to tell you everything, but not even within like two hours. I'm talking about within five minutes. Remember that time you picked me up and I was just, hi, Gabby. And all of a sudden you feel mm -hmm. grounded and you're like, ah. Oh you're more than home. You're just like, and then we went to lunch and also I was like crying. Cause I don't know why you, I'll just tell you anything. It's weird. Okay. Well, I think it's, I think also what's interesting is we can't, we just easily connected. That's why I said that trip was important because that trip was about something important. Mm -hmm. And so it gave it, it wasn't like we were at some charity event or something where there was layers and layers, yeah. I think. And, and I, and I, have always said that that's the thing about you, Courtney, that is so interesting is that willing to be vulnerable, but yet the strength. And 
I want to go back a little bit. So, uh, you know, you're, you're getting all these other jobs. You worked a lot, even before Friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but you sort of were doing things with houses before, weren't you? Oh, like yeah. mm-hmm. sort of buying, redecorating, mm-hmm. selling. Yeah, that was really a passion of mine. I would find a house that needed to be fixed up. I bought my first house with my first job. Like everybody else, when you get a job and it gets picked up and it's a series, you go buy a great car. I didn't. I saved my money. I mean, I did have a rabbit convertible. I'm, I'm, you know, it was pretty nice. But uh, th- but I saved my money and I got this little house up in cold. I mean, I've been, I don't know what's it called, um, Beverly Glen. Mm. And I fixed it up and I made money. I, I mean, I sold it like two years later and then bought another house, fixed it up. And I used to live in houses about two years. And every time I'd move, I'd go, just remind me, I hate this so much, unpacking all the stuff. Yeah. But it's like having a baby. You just forget within about two weeks and then you do it again. But I made, I did better at buying and selling houses than I did in my career for a while. Yeah. And it's, I, I was like, oh, this is another creative expression of mm-hmm. Courtney's. And the thing is, is, so if someone went to your house, you do Sunday dinners. It's like you bring your home sort of the way you were raised to this, hey, we're just going to get together on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Courtney's house is always open to you. Come, you know, and let's connect and I'll feed you. Yeah. And in that, it's, you know, you're running around, you're making sure everyone's okay. And then the flip side of that is you are a, a boss lady. You direct projects, you run a home, you can tell people pretty clearly what you want. How does that tension between those two sides of yourself, how do you, how do you balance that? Because they're, they're actually really different. Mm. Um, well, I am, I'm very particular. I, well, you know, the Sunday thing that comes from my grandmother, you know, in LA, you just don't have a big community. It's hard to find people that, you know, just hard to find groups of people that are interesting. It's, or, you know, of all types. I mean, it doesn't matter what you do for a living, what's your passion. I love bringing people together that just enjoy each other's company and that are curious about others. So Sundays, that's what my grandmother used to do. Like except for I have 21 first cousins. So that was our community. We would just go and we'd have talent shows and, you know, it was just fun. Like yeah. we'd tell jokes and um, I was the youngest of 21. And oh, so you were the baby even of that whole group. Yeah. Because yeah. you're the baby of your family. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, um, but I'm also kind of like the oldest one. I I feel like in my family and in my friendships and stuff, I probably like you are with your friends. I give advice and I'm the I think I'm the nurturer mm-hmm. in my life and my friendships. But yeah, I, I am very particular and I know what I want and I go for it and I love my house to be a certain way and I don't have any deferred maintenance. Every you'd think that I moved in yesterday and I've had it for um like 15 years or something. Yeah. But I really like details are important to me. But I can never fire anyone. So I'm a badass, but no, when it comes to that, I don't like hurting people's feelings. And if I ever do, I, I'm accountable. I don't let it go and go, you know what? I deserve to be mad. I don't like that. I see. I mean, I deserve to be mad, but it's the expression. Uh, But I feel like that's changed. I used to like lose my temper over things because I just wanted to be heard. And now as I'm getting older, it's, you realize you don't, you can be heard or you can express how important it is in different ways. Yeah. I think it's an interesting thing as you get older, you don't have to be 
like get to the hysterical point to actually say how you feel. Yeah. Especially in a work environment where you go, hey, listen, this just doesn't work. Hmm. And people get mad, but you're like, I understand, but it's still not, we have to make a change. Yeah. How do you direct? Because you have to be, you do have to be clear when you're directing projects. You oh, have yeah. to, there's expectation, there's money, there's budgets, there's time, days, you know, all these hmm. things. How do you, how did you find that language? Well, I think that when you're directing, you get to be in charge of every detail. And that's oh, your perfect. favorite Yeah, of the control <laughs> freak. Um, why is it called control freak? It should just be like control. Master and commander. Yeah, like control goodness or something. I don't know. It's not freak. I, it's, anyway, so I would look, you know, even this, whether it's the set decorating or it doesn't matter, every single thing you're a part of. So I think that's different. It's more sticking up for yourself. Like I love directing actors. I love, you know, I know what I would want. I like to let, let me do whatever I want to do first and then give me a new way to think about it. Or I don't, I think that I just understand that part. And I think storytelling is different than being an actor where I used to want to be liked and I didn't want to ruffle feathers or, well, Hey, I'm, I'm number one on the call sheet. So I think I need, I would be just bottle, bottle, bottle then it just wasn't the way to be. So now I don't need to like mm. go like this. I can just, I mean, I don't have to exert your will. I can just say from the beginning, this doesn't work for me. Yeah. I, you know, I know I, I'm, I'm able to do some, do things now that I wasn't able to, because I want it to be liked. Now I can do it in a nice way. You can still be liked, but you have, I guess, you know, you get the respect that you feel you deserve. Yeah, and and you can you, do it in a better way. And you, I think you let go of, you realize even if you try to do everything, it's impossible for everyone to, that no one's ever going to like everything about us. Yeah. It's not possible. Yeah. We try. I, do you think, because you're naturally very funny, your timing, your self-deprivation, everything is, mm -hmm. deprecation is very, very funny. Is that from being the youngest? Is that, Probably. is that from... Where does that come oh, from? Because your would, timing is say, crazy. I mean, have you done anything like gone back to quote school or act, taking mm -hmm. acting classes or anything like that? Or is that just come from you naturally? I haven't done, I mean, I, I take acting lessons, for, uh, but not for the comedy stuff. I mean, obviously Friends was a great training ground and, you know, watching Michael J. Fox on Family Ties, mm -hmm. he was literally one of the best. He is one of the best. He would take a line and get three laughs out of one line where everybody, and most people would just tell the line at the end, you'd laugh, but he would pause and you just think, well, that's hysterical. There's the way he would do it. So I had great teachers, but my dad if you weren't funny or didn't have something really interesting to say, it was just next, next. So we'd sit at the dinner table, which was so rare because they would eat, my parents would eat after the kids. I mean, they'd get the steak and we got the cube steak. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I would sit by the, the, the table like, please just give me one bite. He was such a good um, barbecue person or steak maker. But um, anyway, it, it was, you had to say something funny. So I mm -hmm. think I learned to be quick, get in. And that's probably why I talk so fast. Yeah. Just you know, training. Like when I meet people, especially in California, that will tell a story and they'll go on about people, someone they met and it's long. And I think you must've been loved as a kid. <laughs> Somebody must've told you you're interesting because that story was boring. Get to the point. Yeah. What about... Cut to that's all I'm doing is talking like long-winded story. No, no, this is about you. I think though, you also um, have an attempt, you get bored. 
Yeah. I mean, even knowing you, it's like your, your, your eyes move around. You're like, okay, what else is going on? Who, you know, it's, that's how you are. Mm. I find a lot of people who are really good or successful have a form of what we would all call sort of an ADD. Yeah. I definitely have. I see it everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm a little OCD, a little ADD. I think I'm a little more ADD. At least that's what my psychiatrist (laughs) says. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not medicated for OCD. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. Well, it seems to be working for you. I've, I've tried, you know, I've been on the SSRIs yeah. and they helped a little bit, but I'm not, I'm not the kind of person like OCD is, you know, I need the count or I need, no. it's not about luck or super, not superstition, but. I think um, you like order. I just like order. It makes I me feel it. better. I just want I to understand. check it off my list. If yeah. you went into this room in my house right now, cause I just sold, I had a condominium in uh, West Hollywood and I sold it. And then all the stuff besides things that I put in storage came to where I live now. I can't even go in the room. It's, it causes me so much stress because there's just, it's piles of boxes and things and so much I want to throw away. So as opposed to going in that room and dealing with it, I'll just go to a drawer inside and just clean that out. That doesn't need it, but I, I just still do the little things like Marie Kondo. I give anything to meet that lady. Just anything. Although I don't love the way she pours everything out first and then you go through. Oh, that would just too much. I would just walk away. That's that my ADD wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. Let's. I want to. I want to sort of chunk out because we were saying earlier, like you have a lot of experience. You've done a lot of different things. If you, you know, and starting with, let's just start with something easy, like your own kind of self care practice. I know it's. I, I feel like you don't love to work out. I feel like you I know, wouldn't Gabby, say um, wouldn't say it's like I feel like you love it. Yeah, Did you- I I think it's so important. <laughs> but I mean, you've invited me a bunch of times to. I know. It's I mean, okay. We used to go to Kelly Myers. I did that like twice. Yeah, you um, did. Yeah, and it's fun because I, there's all these. That's when I used girls. to pick. That's when I used to have to pick you up. Though. Yeah, yeah. it was a way to get you there. Yeah, that's why I would cry at the end, probably because yeah, it was. It wasn't about I was somehow grounding you. You were just like, <laughs> just I'm stuck in over. a car. <laughs> Um, I do love to, well, now I just built this gym. It was, I mean, it was already there, but I, yeah. it's organized and it's nice. And I've got the pieces of machinery that I like It's as you, I keep saying as you get older, but I don't need as much cardio and you probably will say, yes, you do. No, you don't. You, you don't need time under tension. You need to lift weights. I need weights. You do. Because I, you just. Did you come on that on your own, Courtney? Because that's very, that's intuitively correct. When my skin started like, <laughs> like what the fuck happened? You got to fill that out. Because I, for some reason, losing weight is, yeah. it's not like well, I'm you, trying to. It just, I get so busy and then I, you know. Yeah, you're slim. You're the most compact I've seen you. Yeah. It's great. But it's, as long as it's you're good because now I can build up. Okay. So let's say this. You're telling me right now that you're actually lifting weights more often. Oh yeah. That's your exercise of I choice. I mean, it may be five pounds, but I do a bunch of reps yeah, of it. That's fine. <laughs> I like, I have that inner outer thigh thing. I've got a leg press and I've got that one that does your I like, thighs. I like that everything's in a hand motion. What I, I do that. Yeah. No, I like it. Leg press. <laughs> I like that. Adductor, abductor and a leg extension. So in your twenties, did you just move naturally and not I really train? Tennis. I, I mean, not like your daughter. No, it's great. Oh my your God. Ten- I no, out. I mean, your tennis is great. Don't kid yourself. Mm, it's fine. I mean, I'm, trust me, it's edited a little bit. I'm, I, but I can play. I played as a kid, not professionally. Just my dad would say, "All right, let's go." The whole family we'd play, and we, I act like we're the Partridge family. We didn't hang out all together. Okay, I, I was I'm like, doing. You had a, I didn't realize my parents got divorced so at ten. I mean, there was no family <laughs> gatherings. 
But he would say, no balls in the net. And I was like, every ball would go in the net because I was just wanted to please him. And, and then, you know, okay, let's go. All this pressure mm-hmm. as a kid, I think, helped me as an adult. Yeah. So, well, it's interesting when in our house, see, because clearly I'm not putting any pressure on my kids. No. None. No, <laughs> for all. No, because they're just like, whatever. Really? I mean, yeah. I mean, well, they do uh, it themselves then. Against, yes, they do. We'll, we'll get into that. So I want to I wanna stay on, on movement for a second. So a little bit of tennis. Now that you're a prof- now you're working as a profession using your body, mm-hmm. how you look. I mean, you're a beautiful woman. Are you training in your 30s or are you just sort of mindful of like, oh, I'll just stay fit enough so that I can work? I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever been a member at a gym. Okay. I do remember running on a treadmill, you know, like 16 years ago. <laughs> I have a treadmill. I've got an elliptical. Yeah. I do believe in working out. And I think that it's something you should do from the very beginning because now I'm trying to catch up. Mm. But I, I mean, like I said, I do love tennis. I'm trying to think what I, oh, I love boxing. Oh, that I makes did sense. that, but I, I love it. And I, I had a great, I have a great boxing trainer, but I haven't done anything in a while because I've been working. So when you don't, I joined the Warner Brothers gym. I got, you know, took all like my hair and makeup and wardrobe girls were like, let's do this every day. And what, we, two didn't, times? we didn't go once. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe once. Well, it's also hard when you have hair and makeup to your defense. Oh, to I would go in with a and wig gross on and, and in my wardrobe. Yeah, it's and gross. People just, yeah, but I don't do that sweaty thing. Oh, I love don't? to sweat, but that's not the kind of workout I do. Oh. I did when I was boxing. Oh yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So then you you have cocoa. Do you sort of think, oh, maybe I need to start to exercise more? Did you notice something within yourself after having a child that you had a different idea about your physical practice or were you just in it even deeper as far as like work, kids, family, all of that? No, I think that, I think I went through a midlife crisis when I was 42, right after I had cocoa. Mm-hmm. And I really, you know, I don't know what I felt, but I just needed to feel like a woman. I needed to feel sexier. Mm. I needed to feel, I just, I don't know why. I think I got, I mean, I definitely had postpartum depression, but I think something happened when I turned 42. I don't know what it was, but, but I I don't know. I've always eaten really healthy. I've always really cared about, I mean, I'm, I, I don't, my partner, he thinks that vain, he regards it more of a bad word. And I always think it's just, you care about the way you look. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, if you think that song, it does seem pretty self-obsessed, but I just mean, I've always cared, you know, I just care. Well, I think, listen, I think we have to use all the tools. Like for me personally, yeah, I want to be healthy, but are the days that get me through it because I want to look good? Mm -hmm. Of course. Like, and I think for women, obviously we have a different, and you're on top of it, let's add in an industry that it's part of, how you look. Yeah. You know, it's, and people, I don't think people understand what that's like to coordinate and to, to manage. And then the interesting thing is like, I'll give you an example. (laughs) I will have people come up to me because I've been around since 1988. Let's say Mm -hmm. I was modeling in 88. Okay. And then it was like, okay, sports and so forth. I will have people come up to me and say, well, you still look pretty good. <laughs> oh my God. No, but I'm saying like, if you're growing up and now aging yeah. in front of people and they, and it's t- 
times a million with you where you've been in their living rooms and, and they watch you. Are. Yes, in their yeah. BVDs and they think, oh, she's my friend, that they can come up and say whatever. Um, I think people don't understand. Yes, you have a great job mm. and you are fortunate and it is, you know, kind of one in a million. But what it takes to manage it and not lose your entire self mm. or use the outside to gauge everything, it takes a lot of mm. strength and work. How have you, that is, for me, I mean, it's an interesting thing because I feel like more than ever, you feel more within your own and sort of in you versus what are, what are, what are they out there saying or thinking or feeling? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Oh, I'm so self-critical. I don't need to worry about what is they're that? saying. <laughs> God, I've got my own judge in there. Because I think now more than ever, think about it. And you know this even being a mom. People more than ever actually are getting versions of what it's like to have input from the outside world. Mm. When you and I grew up, we didn't have, you have people that think that they're, you know, quasi famous because they sort of are in these weird microcosms because of social media and they're having to grow up with that and it's nonstop, Mm -hmm. right? Before, if like I wanted to write about you, I had to be a reporter or a TV person and you saw my face and my name and I was on Entertainment Tonight or whatever. Now it's a free for all. Where, Where do you... Like if Coca wants to be a singer, let's say, because she is talented, if she goes down this route, is there something you would say to somebody about separating? And what people say and think and, yeah, and, and don't. How do you? I think it's so past that because of social media. You can't even try to give that advice because I don't know. I mean, I know for myself, there have been times where I would read the comments on the Daily Mail. I mean, luckily they like me, but the comments, the people do not. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just so mean, but I realize now, God, just don't do that. Right. I'm on Instagram and I just do these stupid little videos, but everyone's so nice for the first hundred comments. Then you just got to stop reading because anybody past that is going to be mean. Uh, so I just try to only read the pot. I mean, and that's stupid. I don't, I really don't read comments anymore because I just know I want to see if somebody that I care about said something funny. Mm-hmm. Um, like one time Judd Apatow, who I really like, he gave me a comment on some video I did about it being like, you can't top this or something. And I went, okay, I'm that's good. all I, yeah. yeah. But I think that it's just hard because in this business, and I don't know if they do this in your business as well, but you will never say, see my name in print without a parenthesis of my age next to it. Now that's only that I know of in, I don't know if it's just acting or whatever, celebrity stuff. It's, you cannot read my name without seeing that. Why can't we just do it once a year, like our birthday? Do we have to do it every time? Right. And I think that has been really like, oh, come on, guys. I don't even like seeing it. Do I? I mean, why mm-hmm. does everybody else have to? So I think giving advice to Coco or anything, I think that you just, I mean, I do. And I continue no, or to- Or practice, like, a, for example, like if a North Star, like the minute, you know, for me, it's like, okay, I'm going to keep working hard. I'm going to have these real relationships and I'm going to- you know what it is, is, and I, I can only imagine, especially coming off of a show like Friends, is like to break out of, because you, you are who you are today mm-hmm. and you're doing the work that you're doing today mm-hmm. and the work you're going to be doing. Friends happened. Monica was a great and awesome character, but that's, you're past that. Mm-hmm. So I guess if the world, and the, it's great that the world loves it, but within yourself, that you don't feel like, oh, I, I don't have to be that anymore. I'm allowed to be all these things that I am today and going forward, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Because it's it's like we're always changing. 
And so do you, do you know what I mean? Like it's like a, a way of sort of staying in your own North Star of, I want to try that role. I want to, it was like, what was the show? Dirt? No. Mm -hmm. That was very different. Yeah. You know, so it's like having that freedom. Do you give yourself that freedom to just say, hey, this is who Courtney is at this time in my life. These are the things I'm interested in. I'm doing that. That's what I feel like I'm doing now, mm. not even back then during Dirt. I, I I wanted to do something that wasn't obviously a sitcom because you can't compete with friends. No. And I just wanted to try something different, but I wasn't near as ready as I am now. Now I would take a chance. And um, I, yeah, like I just feel more confident in every way. I, you know, starting a business, people like this one girl moved out from New York. She quit her job at L'Oreal, a big, huge corporation to work for this startup company. So I do feel a little responsible to be like, make sure it's great for people that work there, but really it's my passion. Mm -hmm. And so I give a hundred percent to that. You know, I love directing. I just feel like now I want to do things that make me happy that I'm, that I can give it my all as opposed to do it because I... I feel like it's the right thing to do. Right. Nothing is the right thing. It's only right if I want to do it. Yeah, not strategic, I but mean, like, within, what do you feel? No, yeah. it makes sense. Uh, you know, when I saw Home Court, I was like, oh, this is so perfectly yeah. you. It's so perfect. Like people don't, I don't think they realize how deep you are into architecture, decorations, mm -hmm. cleanliness, smells, environment, like atmosphere. Like this is as real t yeah. as everything else. Mm -hmm. Do you, is there anything, I know you like the control part or, you know, just the whole. I like having a say. I like being heard. I mean, don't we all? Yes. Being heard is like. Well, you know, it's interesting when you do a public job too. I find that when you're in your twenties, you kind of go, oh, cool. What's happening? Then in your thirties, you go, oh, wait a second. I know there's an expiration date in about certain things on this. Mm -hmm. So what am I going to do that I maybe will be in charge of? And then I feel like thirties, forties, you start to maybe see what that is. So like, I know, didn't you go back to school to direct? Didn't you sort of take a course? Yeah, I did. Right? How do you remember that? Or how do you know? Um, because I listen to you when you talk and God. I remember you. I don't have a great memory. Saying that. But that's true. I would have forgotten that. No, Although I so, did just find the notes. Yeah, I did. So it's like I, going back and saying, okay, that's something I can control, right? Because mm -hmm. whether they want a five, five blue eyed, dark haired girl to play the role at this certain age, but I can still always be the director. So mm -hmm. I thought, so I think what you see is people 30s, 40s going like, oh, what can I do to be sort of in, in charge of things? And now you're a business owner. It's like, that, I think it's a really natural progression. How do you direct yourself is what I want to know. How does a person watch their own performances and think, oh, I got to do this and that? Well, weirdly enough, you know the script so well when you're directing something that it's it's almost, you almost give a better performance in some ways because you have spent so much time, even with each character, which eat, with each scene in ways that you may not have done that or, you know, probably should be doing it, but I don't think I always have. So I, I think that you just have to get into the part and not be worrying so much as long as you trust your DP and your camera guides and you know, if you've lined it up with other people and seen how it plays out, then you just release control and just get in there. And do it. Then if you can watch playback, great. But sometimes you do these jobs that have no time and you can't, they can't mm. even afford it. Interesting. So you say that you eat well, but is there anything now that you've arrived on that seems to work better for you in your, in your nutritional life overall? Obviously, you know, 
go out, have fun, do whatever, mm. you know, holidays. But is there is there sort of like a way that you're trying to eat that really seems to work for you? Yeah. Well, I have this thing. It's called, it's a genetic allele or something. I don't know. I think that's how you, what you say. It's um, called MTHFR. And I've, it's called the thing I have, I've got the double gene from both of my parents and which is homozygous, which means I don't methylate like other people. Mm -hmm. So if, you know, I describe it as I don't get to absorb the good things and I don't know how to protect myself from the bad things. Mm -hmm. So I don't even eat sushi and my mercury was through the roof. So I took all my fillings out and, um, but really the easy, I mean, I had so many miscarriages and that's because of that. My, they, I, my body thought that they were the little something foreign exactly. attacked it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, this only people just learned about this about 15 years ago or no, maybe 20. I don't know. Time goes fast, but you can help it by taking methylcholbamine, which mm -hmm. is B12, but it's methylated. Right. And when I was pregnant, I took folic acid, but you need, I needed to take methylfolate and then things would have been different. It's wow. just, it's almost that simple. I may, I may never methylate like the best or the, you know, people that methylate hundred percent, <laughs> but um, I'm definitely feeling better, but I know with that, I don't, I can't eat gluten. I'm not, uh, what's it called? Um, yeah, you're I'm not, not celiac, celiacs. but I'm gluten intolerant as yeah. in I eat it and I know my stomach. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm also lactose intolerant. So I drink oat milk and I, uh, or lactate I used to, but oh my God, I make the best cup of coffee with, and your creamer. No, <laughs> I mean, listen, I it love, is, it is dairy yeah. free, but it, right, so, and it tastes delicious. And you don't eat a lot, Court. You're like, a, not, you're like a snacky, get on the go kind of person. I do. Um, exactly. I don't eat a lot. I just, I, I love when I was working, I would have, you know, Udi's toast with eggs and salsa and little sour cream, not sour cream, it's called cream cheese. That, well, I guess that's yeah. lactose. Well, or it could um, be the fake kind. No wonder I had a stomach ache the whole time. Uh, <laughs> but I, uh, I'm on the go. So I do it a lot of turkey roll-ups, which is just like the worst kind of turkey that you get at Ralph's. It's honey maple smoked or not smoked, but it's, yeah. it's what's it called? Lewis. I don't know. The one that you have to take the plastic off. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I do like that turkey. And you then do? I put a little bit of cheese <laughs> on it. Mayonnaise, mustard, Fritos. So Fri did you say Fritos? I, I love a Frito. <laughs> yeah. I love them. So there's still a little like... I just said I eat so well. And that I know. Was the I was worst. like, wow. I was like, okay. I'm uh, a protein Fritos? vegetable girl, except for with Fritos. Yeah. Okay. Would you say you eat a Frito every week? Every day. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I just uh, learned something In my something turkey roll-ups. I mean, they're right there in the cabinet. I <laughs> Did you do that? In, was that an Alabama thing? I call it Alabama sushi. Yeah. Oh, nice. Because it looks like a sushi roll. You know, I met your mom at your old architectural house. Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, oh, at the Lautner house? Yeah. Yeah, that was a great house. Yeah. Um, My mom, yeah. Beautiful woman. Yeah, she passed away during COVID like uh, yeah. two years ago. Oh, December the 9th was her two-year anniversary of passing. Is that an anniversary? Yeah, well, it is. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Ritual. I've personally been taking Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin since right when COVID hit. I was looking for something supportive and powerful. Someone suggested it to me, and lo and behold... I got, I did some research and what I love about them is, so women were kept out of 
research until 1993 by federal law. And Ritual really knows how important women are. Obviously, if you're going to be selling them vitamins, they're essential. And they conducted a university-led human clinical trial for their essential for eight women 18 plus multivitamin to really assess its efficacy. So right there, I was intrigued and even more intrigued by the results. It increased vitamin D, which is what I was looking for, by levels up to 43% and omega-3 DHA, so important, levels by 41%. And that was just in 12 weeks. So they take the time and energy to figure out, hey, you know, does this work? And is it going to be good for these women? And not to mention that what they do is so smart. They they kind of hone in on nine key nutrients and they put it in two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption. So if you're going to spend the time and energy to really, you know, navigate taking supplements, everything is bioavailable. Your body can absorb it. It don't know what to do. And it's really gentle on your on your stomach. So you don't have to worry about like, oh, I have an empty stomach or after food or before food. They just take away all of those pressure points and make it as easy as possible and give you comfort in knowing also that Ritual's multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, gluten and major allergen free. They're certified B Corp and all of their ingredients are made traceable. Don't get me started on the nice little finish touch of the minty kind of aftertaste that they put in it. I mean, they've really thought about everything. So if, you've, if you're interested, if you're in need, no more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. You will get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash Gabby. If you want to start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today, that's Ritual, R-I-T-U-A-L dot com slash Gabby to get 25% off your first month. You know, being on that show, it's, sometimes it was like, oh, funny girl, Courtney. But I, as your friend, I always have said, like, to me, you're, you, and to everyone, it's like, you are like a true beauty. Mm. There's women that get done up and they do this and they do that. And they're kind of, they're either sexy or they're put together, but like, you're a true beauty. And then couple that with funny. I, I don't know. I, I always thought there was something so magical about that. But it's also like a calling card, right? Like, okay, even for me, even if I'm supposed to come in from sports, I'm supposed to be fit, whatever. But as we and get, you're gorgeous. Well, Still, but as we get older, that is the rarity. As we as we move through life, right? And and you have a daughter. I have three daughters. I always said there was a really interesting moment when I realized that I we were down the center lane, right? Like when you're younger, you're it's your time to be in the center lane, mm-hmm. and then you have daughters, and then you sort of go, hey, I'm going to work and. I'm here to strive and make new goals and kick ass, but I don't need to be down that center lane. Like when I walk in the room, I'm okay if they want to look at the other girls, mm-hmm. my girls or my friends or younger friends. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be the one that they look at except, oh, that's a giant chick, whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, but you yeah, know, know it's you like you get, you make a relationship with it. And I think because you always have had these other talents, I never felt like you slammed your beauty card. I felt like you, maybe you understood, but I felt like you never really played it that much. Um, I don't, I don't know if I didn't play it. I just know that, I mean, I obviously want to be, I I still want, but I still have that thing where I've worked hard at realizing that I didn't need everyone to be everyone's, you know, favorite or Hmm. there's something that I needed to feel like if I didn't kind of feed someone's ego and make them feel special that 
that I wouldn't be special to them. I don't know. It's yeah. like fear or connection. I'd find myself, do I really want to connect with this person or I just want to make sure they like me? Yeah. And I had to learn, you got to stop doing it. It's just no time to do that. And it's okay. You you can like yourself and the people that are important to you, as long as you are accountable to them, then that, that was a lesson though. I had to learn that. Yeah. I used to have a joke like, that I like somebody because I'm like, they love me. You know, the joke, like, you know, they're amazing because they really like me, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With aging though, it is, it's interesting because you and I, we've known each other since our thirties. I do find it such an interesting decision. I, these are, these are, I call these bread, bread basket decisions where you're at a restaurant. I mean, you don't, you're trying not to eat bread, but if I don't decide, let's say I'm hungry before they come with the bread and I just mindlessly sit there, I'll eat it. Mm -hmm. But if before they come and I think, you know what, I'm not going to eat the bread. It's my chance. I just don't do it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that I'm having that type of relationship with aging where it's like, I'm not going to fucking freak out. Like I'm going to, I'm, I know the potential to take the bread and shove it in my mouth is mm -hmm. right there, but it's like, you, I can't stop it. Yeah. It's coming. And so maybe I could just make the use, the best use of time, have the best relationships, try to have some fun. And I see you like busting your ass. You're always working still. And, you know, you have, you fly and you have a, you know, or you're in a relationship, your daughter's, you know, doing well. How do you, being somebody who has to be seen, because that's one extra layer mm -hmm. That's, it just is. And every, you know, how do you manage that aspect or what are the lessons that you've learned? You said you had like a mini kind of check-in at 42 that seems to be working for you to kind of just go through the process of aging. Okay. Should we get behind the curtain? Because <laughs> that sounds great. And now I just want to no, like, go have lunch with you again. And because no, that's I a beautiful thing. I'm finding that well, first of all, that was after the 42 thing. 50 was much easier for me than 40. Turning 50 mm. kicked my ass less than 40. I think that's why 42 was mine because I had Coco on my 40th birthday. Yeah. So I was too- You didn't have time for that. I didn't have time yeah. to think about what happened. <laughs> I, 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 I got to keep her. Like that was a lot. I didn't when know. they sent you home in the hospital with that first kid. I, yeah. You were like, what? I was like- Always or just, just going to yeah, be the weekend? Like, no, just like nine to, nine yeah. to four. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the best thing, obviously, that's ever happened to me. I mean, I love, I'm so obsessed with, I think, I just think she's so funny and great, but, and all these other things too. But sure. um, I think that there was a period where I was really chasing my looks in a big way where there couldn't, I didn't see it. I thought, oh, great you know, filler, 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 but yeah. I, you know, fat injections and all of a sudden, you know, and I, I would have like a, a particular friend would say to me, you know, and I was like, what? I mean, that thing's different. I don't understand. Like, <laughs> I really didn't believe that, you know, when you don't know, when you just keep doing something, it's like, you don't see it if you just see yourself all the time. Sure. And then I wanted to post this thing, but someone said, don't draw attention to it, Courtney, but there's a picture of me now mm -hmm. and a picture of me, let's say, I think maybe eight years ago, 10 years ago, or maybe I would say like, no, eight. Okay. And then I was going to say like, oh, this is what my friends are talking about. <laughs> and I just looked like you couldn't see my eyes because I had so much stuff in my cheeks that they would come up to here. And 
I mean, look, they're going to go back in my head because my if you could see my mom, she's never had any work at all. Yeah. But her eyeballs literally, I some people, it's called deep set. Yeah. They're not joking. I mean, these <laughs> things, I would have, like pull them out, but it's just what's happening. Um, anyway, I really woke up one day and went, okay, this I see. This mm-hmm. is really ridiculous. And then I just vowed I, that I can't. I've made so many mistakes that I wish I could go back that, that just so many, I mean, in so many parts of my life. But as far as getting older now, I'm, I'm struggling with it for sure. Um, you know, I grew up in a family where looks were really important. Yeah. And my mom, that's the one thing she had was she was a beautiful woman. Very beautiful. But she, as I always say, she never went long and to catch a ball. Like I always think, mom, did anybody ever throw a football to you or anybody, or you know, I'm not, I'm from Alabama, so Frisbees weren't a big thing, but <laughs> have you ever run for anything before? She had these long legs and no, she didn't know. No career, no drive. I mean, she worked at the Steinmart and she got fired because she wanted to go play bridge with her friends. And so she just, I don't know, I, I got drive from my dad and probably from my mom because I couldn't stand to see someone not like, yeah. but looks were important and that's all my mom had. So I was like, oh shit this is going downhill. So I do think that that part's hard. And I, like I said, showing your age or reading about it and realizing I'm almost mm. 60 and I know it's, I'm like a year and a half away. That sounds horrible to me. And then I realized the reason why I think it's horrible to me, because it's certainly not, is because I'm not that settled in my life. I think if you know exactly what's happening, you and I don't mean like Everything has to be planned out, but you just feel settled. You know what's going to happen five years from now. You're you're with Laird. You're, you're I, I don't you know, but yes, we have to take each day at a time. But you're settled as far as mm. you're content, and I'm content. I have a wonderful partner, but he lives in London. I live here. It's like where what's what's that rocking chair thing going to happen? Like I don't see my future later. I don't, I don't know how that works. Where do I live? Where is that going to be? Is it it just feels like there's a lot of unknowns. And I think that is what makes aging harder. It's not the looks as much because I'm starting to, and I love the, the, the knowledge I have. Like I said, I love acting because I have so much to draw from. Mm. And then I have this incredible part that I'm playing that I plays, you know, everything from a woman in, who has menopause, going through menopause, a career lull, a um, marital strife, teenagers, just all of it. I'm like, Got it. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> she does get possessed. I haven't ever <laughs> been possessed, but kind of feel like I have. Um, so anyway, I think it's knowing a little bit of what's happening. Like, but I when I see you, Courtney, I have to be honest. I see somebody who writes it for themselves. Mm-hmm. So I think this notion of settled, and I put that in quotes. It's like that's not maybe your. I, I think it's a myth anyway. I think there's people who they just settled. Mm-hmm. They're oh, not, yeah. they didn't settle. And I think you, you're looking under rocks. Oh, that's and really a good way to look at it. You're yeah. curious, mm. you're striving, you're creating, you're producing, you're changing, you're moving. I So I think in a way, thank God you don't feel. Mm, that's the Gabbyism she just gave it. That's what makes you cry. No, but, but it's I'm, true. I'm serious. To change it from not you're, being settled to no, not, you're not settling. You're not settling. Yeah. You're, you're, because then they'd say, well, you know, you're almost 60. You should be doing this. Fuck that. Like mm-hmm. you should be doing whatever you want to be doing. Mm. And you are, and you always have. And even though you're trying to be nice about it, 
you still will move towards the thing that is inside you that's driving you Mm. no matter what. That's really a good point. Yeah. So I think it's awesome that you feel that way. And, and, and to be honest, like now that the, my youngest is in 10th grade, I'm, I'm ready to like go work more Mm -hmm. and do more and not be, I've been pretty settled, Mm -hmm. you know, these last kind of 10, 15 years with being here Mm -hmm. for everyone. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, like really. Now, this leads me to something that I really have a lot of conversations with friends about. When you're a strong female that is also very successful in all the boxes, right? For you, you you not only have, um, you know, you're financially obviously successful, but you are known. So you go places and people are like, oh, hey, Courtney, you know. I, I don't know, like when I talk to my daughters about, because I even had this with Laird when we first met, I was more in the world's definition, more successful. How do you, how do you do that when you're trying to be in a relationship and in a relationship like just for love? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's very hard for most women and they never, we never, nobody ever tells us or talks to us about hey, this is going to be hard for a lot of partners to navigate. Mm-hmm. How do we do that? I mean, I think that's really true. I know that when I first met Johnny, I, well, it's still, I mean, I, I will, we'll walk down the street and I will be recognized or someone will want a photograph and they don't really regard. And they'll say, hey, excuse me, can you take a picture? Yeah. And they have no idea that the person they're asking. Is super talented. Co-wrote Shape of You with yeah. Ed Sheeran. Um, he's written the best songs that you can possibly imagine. And they have no, because he's more behind the scenes, but his talent is beyond. But he's also in Snow Patrol. But still, you don't really, it's something Unless different. you're the lead singer, very few of the, uh-huh. you know, bands. Um, but that's do you true. feel, does it stress you out? Because when I first was with Laird, it would stress me out. First of all, and by the way, like, I know you admire Johnny's talent. You love music yourself. But mm. when I first, when I first met Laird, Laird is better at what he does than I would have, you know, he's going to surf at a level that I never was going to play volleyball at. There's mm. just not even a comparison, right? So here you are as an artist, really appreciating your partner's talents and artistry, but does it make you... Did you do find yourself doing any dance to try to like bridge those gaps? Because I feel like there's now with the world that we live in, women have a lot of opportunities. They're sort of in these situations a lot. And then trying to find somebody who's like, yeah, awesome. It's great. Instead mm. of like, Are, is that okay? Are you okay? Mm. You know, that weird dance. Yeah. It's, an, it's just an interesting thing that I feel like how do we, um, you know, teach women or girls, and even for guys to be like, hey, this dynamic exists. Mm-hmm. So we just have to figure it out. I think it's just, yeah. I mean, I, I'm glad that people recognize me. I don't want that to end. I don't, that's when I don't get into restaurants that I want to. I mean, what's well, going to happen? What for. That's when I'm not going to get the discount <laughs> at my favorite stores or with my favorite designers. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm so thankful that I'm still you know, in people's living rooms. And yeah, ah, thank God that friends is going to, it still takes care of me in so many ways. And I'm, I feel so lucky and blessed and that was the best job. And I made, you know, lifelong friendships. And, um, but I think as far as a relationship goes, it's just, you know, respecting each other Mm -hmm. and making sure that if you do get attention, you make sure it's just not like you forget, you have to 
you know, just being respectful of each other. Yeah. And I love when he goes and plays on stage and people love to, you know, fans are out there. And I used to think, oh my God, what if I went out with somebody in a band that I couldn't stand? (laughs) Like, what if, I mean, I like the person, I like the way they talk and think and make me laugh. And the words are nice, but mm-hmm. what if it was just like this heavy, I, I don't know what it could be, but yeah. house music or something. I just wouldn't be able to do it, but I love every song that Snow Patrol writes and sings. I just, I mean, Gary Lightbody is an incredible lyricist and all of them just, they're fantastic. So I feel I can see them over and over and over again, Yeah, but um, that's very lucky too. Yeah. But I love to see him shine. It makes me really happy for him and makes me proud. Yeah. And also to watch anyone who's good at something get to do their, get to do mm. it. It's really a beautiful thing. I, uh, I think, um, you know, you, you and I have at occasions have talked about parenting here and there. What are the big lessons? Like, okay, I'll, I'll go first because then I, I maybe I give you a minute to think about it. I went into the parenting thinking, okay, if I do a lot of these things right which was a lot of opposite of what I grew up with, mm. um, then we'll be covered. Mm. You know, like think bad things won't happen. I'll get to avoid some stuff. Like, what do you mean bad things with the kids? Yeah, or, okay. like they won't have, you know, they'll be mm. cool and they won't have to go through really hard times and, you know, whatever. And now we'll have a clean house and we'll make family dinner and we'll all try to be a decent person and a good example. And their dad and I, if we can, if we decide that it's, works between us, we'll have a healthy relationship. And like, that's unrealistic things. Kids have their own path and their own thing. So then what I came out of it was, oh, wait a second. That's right. They, they do have a different path. And I, I couldn't make sure unless I put them in a padded room until they were 18. And then there'd be a whole other set of issues when Mm -hmm. they finally got freedom, Mm -hmm. uh, that they probably wouldn't know how to handle. Um, that I wasn't going to be able to avoid, even if I was on high alert and trying to do all the right things and be the best person and whatever. And so I, I learned to accept that. And also what it did for me as a parent was it, it almost made me have to be less scared Hmm. because it was like, oh, some stuff I didn't really want to go through with some of them. I did. And we're all still here. And so what's the really important thing is not that they don't go through this stuff. It's that we can figure out a way as a family and they can also mm-hmm. as an individual how to get through it. But it it made me less idealistic. I don't know if that makes sense, but like when you have kids, you think, oh, they can do this and they can do that. And then it's like, I don't even really care about that stuff. Mm-hmm. I just want you to be good. I want you to know yourself and maybe find something in your life. You're going to have to work hard, whatever that is, but I want you to be good, like, okay with mm-hmm. yourself and in relationships. And, and so it was just a, maybe a grow. I grew up more as a parent. Mm-hmm. I got out of the, oh, my kid's in the, you know, 90 percentile. It's like, oh, fuck off. You know, like when I hear that, I'm like, oh yeah, I, you you have no idea what's in front of you. But I, I wondered for you as a, as a parent, you, you know, you worked hard to, you had to, you know, work hard to be a parent. What you went in with that you went, oh, I really came out with something different as an as a an approach or an attitude about parenting. Well, if I were to parent all over again, mm. 
which it's kind of a bummer. Like by the time we are really totally. smart and we get it all, we They're can't out. have it. Yeah, nope, not even a chance. No choice. That's it. So that part really bums me out because I definitely would be a different kind of parent. I don't know if it's better or worse, but I there's so many times that I did not protect Coco in relationships with other people. I didn't call it because I was also codependent enough that I didn't want. I was I was too afraid. Like if I called a relationship and said, you know what, this isn't a healthy thing for you. Are they going to listen though? Do you think a kid's going to listen? But let's say they're at that age where you can make it. Controlling. You know, you're not going to okay. see that. Fair. Maybe they would still sneak to see each other. Yeah. But if I said no, absolutely not, and call the parents and said this is an unhealthy mm-hmm. thing, I have done that a little bit, but didn't follow through. But if if I had done that, I was too worried. Oh, then that person's going to be mean to Coco because. You know, I just, I, I was so I worried about everything. I'm kind of bummed that I didn't protect her in ways that I could now. And now I would, but it's, you know, now she's yeah. 18. So, <laughs> um, but I don't think I had good boundaries. And it's not that I, you know, look, n- nurture versus nature. I believe for sure it's um, nature. Me too. I mean, at least like 85%. I'm, I'm going with that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't have choices, I think. I think we have yeah. these little souls that come in and, you know, we can do the best we can. But the best we can, I could be better. I could have been better. Now, I think it is just recognizing that and saying, Coco, I'm sorry I wasn't there for you the way I should have. Mm-hmm. And I wish I'd taught her, I mean, had more boundaries with her so she had them with herself or just, I don't know. There's so many things that even today she was asking me something and like just putting your eggs in one basket, just believing in yourself. And I don't know, I should have made her do certain things, not sports. She's not a sporty girl, but I don't know. But don't you think it, every parent walks away from parenting, especially coming out of the teenage years and thinks, oh, I wish I had done this, this, and this. I'm sure, of course. You know, I always say like when they Except talk about- Except for those ones that are in the 80 percentile, those people, I don't have that. No, they're, but there's gonna, they're going to have 30-year-old like lunatic because nobody's really getting under the hood. Mm-hmm. And, and I always say to parents, listen, if you want your kids to have a meltdown, have it when they live at home. Yeah. Be happy. Yeah. I mean, it's hard because we have to watch it firsthand, whatever it mm-hmm. is. But it's better than, oh, I went to college or I'm out in the real world as an adult and I'm having my first meltdown. Yeah. I think it's, there's something really- and we don't know it at the time. It's such a gift if they're mm-hmm. going to have to go through anything that they do it while they're still at home. Yeah. But I, when they talk about surrendering, for me, that's what this has been. When the guy, the whole life is about surrendering. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Now I, I think I do. Yeah. I think parenting really um, brought that to me. Um, well, I'm, you know, I'm thinking of your kids. They're so agile. And Coco just got her license about a month ago. She's 18. Yeah. I don't didn't I don't want her to get her license. <laughs> I was like, you're gonna go on the 405 today? I feel that way too. She's like, Mom, I've been on it a million times. I'm like, I don't really want you to. I mean, take a back street yeah, or something. Find the back roads. I don't know. I just I don't feel any different. Release control. But that's it. If it's... anyone was gonna drive me, I'd want it to be your kids. I've seen your youngest <laughs> on Laird's hand standing up at three. Like it was a balance ball. <laughs> just that, you, anyway, riding those jet skis and, but I hear you. I mean, you still your children it's that are so out of the road. And you, even if yeah. it's not them, and there are just, crazy people out there. Yeah. 
So for fun, you're, it's tennis and music for you, huh? Oh, I love music. I, I wish I'd been a musician in some ways. Was that late, later? I mean, or did you bang the piano when you were a kid or anything? Did I you did. you play the piano? Uh, I got a piano when I was really young. My grandmother got it through green stamps. Yeah. I mean, those wow. one cent stamps. We, we used to use a sponge for those, but when you got that 50 cent stamp, that was like, I'm going to lick that one. That's so like fire, as Gogo would say. Um, she probably will hate me if she ever hears this. Oh my God. The fact that her mother just said fire. <laughs> I can't even believe I said it. Anyway. Coco, she knows her mom's cool. She just doesn't realize. No, but that's not even, I think that's not even cool anymore. Yeah. yeah I, I, think, I, I can't give up. Well, Brody will say, don't ever say that. Like if I say yeah. something and she'll be like, yeah, no, don't ever say that. No, <laughs> I get it. Um, but so I did have one and I only learned to play Stairway to Heaven. But then I think I just started taking piano again, maybe in the last five years. Really? Mm -hmm. right. So as somebody who's a, I feel like, gosh, it's quick. As somebody who's a like very hard on themselves and wants to be good, what in you said, okay, five years ago, and you are in a relationship with a musician, I'm going to take piano. Like, where did that come from? I love music so much. And I I have a lot of hobbies. And that's a hobby. I don't take it like I have to do this. And, and it's like my piano teacher actually moved. So I haven't played one time. Not oh. once. I mean, I, I can't I look by and I go, why am I not sitting there and just yeah, no, remembering the songs that I do know? Yeah. No, that's a lot. Follow through is not always easy for me. I mean, tennis I've been consistent with, but... You know what? I mean, my coach and I are friends. It's not like he's going kicking my ass or anything. It's just like Courtney up and over, <laughs> but, um, he's great, but just, we're so close now. I need more follow through, but I love having hobbies. That's important to me. So I took up music piano because I, like I said, I'm obsessed with, I am obsessed with it. I love every, well, that's not true. I don't love every kind, but I'm, what if I say it again? I love music. That would be the most boring podcast if I just kept repeating myself. <laughs> anyway, I cook and I play the piano and I play tennis and I have these things that I love to do. I'm trying to think of other ones, but I'll oh, decorate. Yeah. You know. Do you, is it sort of like every few years you think you're going to redo your whole house every time? Oh my God. Yeah. So right. I, I, the paint doesn't dry before I'm already changing <laughs> the like, color. Oh, this has to go. <laughs> well, oh. it just like, I get bored and right. I want, and, or something is like, oh my God. I just, yeah, I used, I mean, I've started, I've had every kind of design in my house you can imagine, or I've lived in houses. I would, you know, an American country, Gothic, French provincial, whatever this is being sold at the flea market. But now I've found a style for me that I really like. It's a very simple box, but, you know, classic pieces, to, you know, kind of like what you have right there. Couches that you could change the color of the pillows and it right. changes. Um you know, I change lamps, I, change, I put plants in or, but the basic pieces, as long as they are timeless right. and great. That works. Yeah. And then I'll still sell those too <laughs> or give it away. Depends. Yeah. You're like, okay, that made it through two cycles. Yeah. So Jim Quick has a, has a, has this uh, theory that um, we are all walking around with a question in our mind um, that we sort of lead with this question. And I, I, I've never asked anyone else this except you. And I, my question is, um, what's the point? When mm. I move into situations, because he goes, do you know your question? I was like, oh, absolutely. I know what my question is. Like, mm. what's the point? Um, there's something very utilitarian about me. I have to work on that. I've been saying that. Um, but that's part of who I am. Do you... Well, tell me the word. Is it... What was the word you just said? Utilitarian. Utilitarian. I've heard of... 
Oh, no. Yeah. Like, it's just, there has to be like a, a point. Like, I'm not much for but extra. But what does that mean? You t Is that what it means? It's just you something that's like practical, okay. very practical. Mm. Like, it's to, it can be an anchor. Sometimes mm. it's good when you go, oh, Gabby's so grounded. But sometimes it's not good because you got to fly. You got to be light. You got to move around. Mm. And so, you know, I'm always trying to bridge that. Do you think you have a kind of a question or a, a thing that drives you when you walk into situations um, besides like is everything in its place that you might be I mean, moving through? I think that, as I said earlier, I really think it's important to ask, you know, are you doing it out of fear or connection? Mm. That's a thing I always, it's a mantra in my head just to make sure I'm not trying to people please or to be liked. It's just, it's just make me happy. Do I want to connect with this person? Do I need extra people just so I feel good about myself? That's a big one. I think, I don't know if I would say that word about myself because I can't even say the word. I already forgot, like <laughs> utilitarian. Um, but like, it, I do, I don't want extra things. I just want what's important. Mm -hmm. But I like, oh, practical. I, I mean, I'm a very practical person. But as life goes on, I used to think, oh, don't waste your money on flowers. That's mm -hmm. not really practical. I'd rather have a screwdriver. <laughs> now, like, yeah, yeah. I'm not kidding. That's no, what I was it. important to me. But now Wait, that is life is Eric? changing. Who taught you that? Was it, what's his name? Is it Eric? Who's the flower guy? Oh, no. Oh, yes, Eric yeah. Newbaugh. But yeah, yeah. no, that's not that. But <laughs> as things change, mm. now I do enjoy, oh, you know, for Christmas, I want something that I wouldn't, it doesn't need to be practical anymore. It could be just like, I would never get that myself. Or, or it can be practical. Like, oh, I really want a gift certificate at um, you know, whatever. But I, I do love flowers. I love plants and I love like things that I, I guess I'm not as practical anymore. I think I'm, I am maybe a little more whimsical than I used to be. Mm. What was the original question? That's oh, the it. question. No, you, you did it. <laughs> okay. You got it. So you have home court and you're going to keep f focusing. And now is that, um, D to C is it direct to customer? Is it online? It's online, yeah. Okay, it's yeah homecourt.co. It's we don't have the M at the end. I don't know. Maybe someone else had it or something. Okay, and um, and then do you have a project, a, a new project that's coming out, or one that you're? I know you've just wrapped something. I just that was wrapped very a difficult. second season of Shining Veil on yeah, that stars. Greg Kinnear, no, yeah, right. Greg Kinnear, Mira Sorvino, and yeah, I mean, and there's other cast members that are incredible, but um. And are you having fun with that? There's a kid named Dylan Cage and um, Gus Burney. They play my children. They're incredible <laughs> actors. I, don't, I mean, I could go through. I just, I, I'll no, I forget we, people's names. And I get nervous when I'm on the spot. You're um, not on the spot. Yeah, I do it to myself. Um, so that was great. I loved it. I have Scream. I don't even know what number it is. Six. That's amazing. Yeah, that's Don't you love out. that though? I love that now I am, it used to be Jamie Lee Curtis, but now I'm the longest running person who hasn't died and has been in every single movie of, it's not even a trilogy. That's the only word franchise. I know, trilogy. Yeah, yeah it's franchise, a franchise. Yeah. Amazing. Three, right? Do you, when you have to be scared, is it easy to do or is it? I was taught by the best, Wes Craven. I mean, you can't. Yeah. How does it, how does one teach somebody to be scared? Well, I mean, it's, it was hard to learn how to scream. I'm, yeah. I'm first of all scared of everything. So that's not that hard for me, but to really let go and scream. The, yeah. I would be like, eh. you don't scream from here. You scream from here. And it just was a thing that I had to learn. I had to learn to let go and really, I, did, I mean, I'm, I am easily scared. I mean, just if you were 
behind that refrigerator, I'd be jump out. out well, because sure. you're the youngest, so you had, grew up with siblings and scaring they love you to scare all the time. Oh, yeah. That, I'm an only child, so if you jumped out, I I don't jump. I like, don't what get, are you doing? Yeah, because <laughs> I, I realized it took me a long time to figure out why. It's because when you have siblings and they're always freaking you out, that's they a wound really good point. Yeah. So yeah, I I kind of go like this. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, but what is, about is movies it, though? Do you get, do you jump when you, I sometimes will, but oh, I don't really? like, I'm not a, I don't love to be scared, which oh. is a control thing probably. So when you're screaming, is it just also going like, screw it. I'm just going to scream. Like it's also part of it, right? Just letting it go. Yeah. And learning it, it go. I go from down and below in your belly. And you can tell when you're not, if you watch back. So I will go in and loop. If I see a cut oh. and go, that seemed a little throaty throaty. It didn't seem, uh, it, that warrants a bigger emotion and I will go in and loop it okay. and make it more guttural. But um, something reminded me of being scared. Oh, I will watch Scream. and No one's coming, Courtney. You don't have to keep I'm looking behind. I know that refrigerator really <laughs> doesn't make um, But I will not, I will close my eyes. I've never seen a full, like someone being stabbed and scream. I can't oh, do it. I, I don't even like to watch athletes when they're playing get mm. hurt. Oh, If they do the replay... I will not look. I don't want to see people getting hurt. Mm -mm, me too. Okay. I cannot. Is it fun? Doing being this, in those movies? Being, yeah. Isn't it fun? Yeah, except for the blood is sticky and gross and you have to match it the next day and they got to pour it all over you and you're like, I really just want to wipe my hands and they stick together and I hate it. But I do love, I love always the casts have been incredible and fun. And I mean, who doesn't want to work with Ghostface? Even though sometimes... It's like sometimes I think about, oh my God, what scream was it that Emma Roberts was Ghostface? Now she is the most beautiful, sweet. I, lo I love that girl. But I mean, she's like my height. How is this person, the stunt guy playing, it was like 6'2". And it just sometimes it, it feels a little like, how did we get it? But you know what? You get lost Suspended in the story. Beliefs. And, yeah, exactly. why not? Do you, is there anything that you still like uh, professional dreams. You've done a lot. I mean, it's... Taking chances, just, you know, be willing to get out there. And there are so many times I know it seems that I was too afraid to go for something. Just like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be great at it. I don't love rejection. I don't want to... I just didn't take chances. I was too afraid. And I'm talking about in my career in the last 30 years. Mm. But now... It doesn't matter. Take the chance. If you think you could bring something to it, and even though you have to convince other people that you can, try to convince them. And if you don't do it, you don't do it, but at least try. Justin, you get your one question. One question. Well, it could be an A and a B if you want. Do you ever take those, like, which friend's character are you based on the tea you drink? Yeah. Oh. This, Based on the T? Yeah, it's like based on your zodiac sign. <laughs> which friend's character are you? Or based on your favorite color? Which you don't? Does that ever pop up on your? Favorite? No. Okay, you're like, I want to do it. I've done this thing. I've seen. I've seen yeah, the one yeah. where you do the app like, one. Which Which friend's character are you based on? Like your favorite color? Should we play oh, really? the game? Maybe. All right. Okay. No. Uh, real question. I like um, that. <laughs> how do you How do you deal with people that like assume they know you mm. because they've seen you on TV for so long? Just like I just, you know, I assume that I know them. And then I go, oh, I actually don't know you. Like if someone says, <laughs> oh, hi, Courtney, best. I'm like, hi. Oh my God, who's that? Because you don't want to be rude. Yeah, oh, yeah. So I just, that happens a lot. Yeah. 
And then I realized they know me because I'm in their house. Yeah. I don't know them. You assume you're the character, not yeah. The um, I don't. I, to me, it's like I'm. I like I said. I I really am thrilled that people know me, or that I make people happy, or that you know the Friends reunion brought so much emotion to all of us because we saw the impact we had all over the world. Whether people learned to speak English because they watched Friends, or just it was so nice to see that it's so you know. Is universal everything, right? <laughs> like, um, yeah. it's so universal. It really is, and it's it's. I love it, that it's brought so much joy to people. I'm still making videos for people that are either in the hospital, dying, just to make them happy. Yeah. I saw your couch um, one where you pop up behind and they take the picture and they don't know you're there and then they look at the picture. So stupid, but yes, it what was. Do you mean? They it was awesome. It, but they I mean, freak out. It's I mean, amazing. It really behind this plastic well, taking me couch. way too long to get up and down. I was thinking that when you were doing it. I go, she's, look at her. She's so nimble Sprite. up and down. I've been like, oh, oh. Well, Courtney, I, uh, I really appreciate you as a person mm-hmm. so much. I love you. And I am excited to see that you just are continuing to expand and do new things because it inspires those people who know you around you and, and to also see you just so happy. Oh, uh, thank you. I, I, um, I just recently got a tattoo with Coco. Uh-huh. She told me she got this tattoo. She, no, she didn't. I oh, saw did it. Did you get her. the mom? I got, went through that too with one of my girls. I'm and like, is that like, a tattoo? I know. I saw it. And I was oh. like, Coco. She goes, no, it, mom, it's just a stick and poke. Yeah, they all say the same bullshit. It ain't a stick and I poke. know that. That thing I has been out that. for years. And then we're like, oh, okay. So we decided <laughs> to get these tattoos because it's a real way that I want to live my life, but I really want her to live her life because she's a people pleaser and codependent. I was like, no, mm. this has to be a new way to think and live. So we got these tattoos. It's my handwriting and it just says, lead with the truth. Mm. So we went in and we got it together and we held hands and we, and then like two days later, she got another tattoo. I was like, do you know, this is so special. I was like, I'm going to take a potato peeler and scrape that off your arm. I'm so mad at you. She got a, like a really, it's really cute. I don't know these little ghosts. I'm not sure where they're from, but something, but right here, I was like, Coco, this means so much. And that is not leading with the truth. I guess it was because. It's her truth. I, mm, she didn't tell me right away. I kind of saw it. And then it came out. But yeah. anyway, that's my, um, that's, you know, it's not a question, but that's my, uh, my kind of new, whatever it is, just tell the truth. No little, I, I want to make you feel better or yeah. just, no, tell the truth. I think we can't go wrong with that. You feel it's, so much cleaner. And it's practice. It's like, once you do it, it just, it's like say, saying you're sorry. Once mm-hmm. I learned how to apologize, it got so much easier. Yeah. I think the same is with the truth. Thank you. Thank you, honey. Love you. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you want to learn more, there is a ton of valuable information on my website. Head to the link in the show notes and click GabbyReese.com to find a full breakdown with helpful links to studies, research, books, products, and more. Stay tuned for a bonus episode coming this Thursday where I go deeper on one of the topics that really resonated with me. If you have any questions for my guests or even myself, please send them to at Gabby Reese on Instagram. If you feel inspired, please hit the follow button, leave a rating and a comment. It not only helps me, it really helps the show grow and reach new listeners.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.